Welcome to the Hazel Rockets podcast, the number one golf podcast for new product launches, interviews with industry experts, golf trends, and more. Here are your hosts, Jen, Ken, and Bill. Hey, welcome to Hazel Rockets. I'm Jen. I'm Ken. And I'm Bill. And this week, we are going to be talking about our New Year's resolutions. Because it's... 2020! Wow, 2020. Um, and then, at the end, in uh, Jack Bergeroni experience, we are going to tell you how to improve your game using uh, proven tools on uh, basically taking what you want to do and making it a reality. Jennifer... The non-golfer is going to teach people how to play better golf, clearly. Can't wait for this. All right. This should be uh, <laughs> very worth sticking around toward the end. It could be 2021 before that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And who's our special guest? Bill, you should know. You want me to say? Yeah, you can say. I think it's the executive director of the First Tee of Greater Sacramento. Woohoo! And do you know this person? I do. Just Why? a little bit. Um, she happens to be my wife, Angie Dixon. Is Angie coming Dixon. here today. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, so, before we introduce Ange, uh, what are your New Year's resolutions? Well, mine is to walk out of the studio here and to get into my flying saucer and to hmm. jetson away up in the uh, stratosphere. How about that? Is that going to happen now? It's 2020. That's what we were always told when we were kids. Totally. This is we have already jet. gotten off the rails. Yes. <laughs> All right. My New Year's resolution is not to have New Year's resolutions. I like that one. Yes. yes. Do you know that your your goatee matches your um, the your your sweater vest thing? That has way more black in my sweater vest than is what is in my goatee. That's a pretty good version of gray. Yeah. I think she just said you're old, Kenny. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Hopefully, your wife is nicer than my wife <laughs> she is will be. when she comes in. Clearly. Yeah. yeah. Um, my New Year's resolution is, uh, so in 2019, I lost 87 pounds. My goal is to lose a total of 110 pounds. So my that goal is to finish like bragging. that. Wow. That's not That's bragging. pretty impressive. Yeah. Jennifer That's, looks terrific. It's awesome. Yes. I, I, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So my goal is to finish that goal. Yeah. Um, so 22 more pounds? Yeah, that, That's between 22 and 42. I'm not sure how far I want to go, but my initial goal had been to lose 110 pounds. That's so that's where I'm that's where I'm starting. We had some readers send in what their New Year's resolutions oh, were. I think that's we it. should we should say some of them. There's some good ones. All right, do you want to start? Sure. Uh, Brad Springman said trying to balance my swing, fireball, and bud light. I have two of them figured out so far. <laughs> Which two? I wonder. I am guessing the last two would be my guess. Uh, yes. Spencer Hughes, we're friends with Spencer. He wants to improve his schedule in order to golf more. Period. I like that one, actually. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Scotty Burnett said, need to learn how to close my swing. Everything's so open. I'm tired of bananas. I'm guessing he's not talking about the fruit. No. Banana yeah. slice. Huh? Yes. Yes. Open club face. Yeah. Clearly hitting it to the right if he's right-handed. He right could come here. We could help him with that. Yeah, for Our sure. Staff, good. Right? Yeah. And you're, I know I've mentioned this before, but you're kind of a weird banana fan, and I know that we're not talking about the fruit <laughs> eyes you just gave me, but um, <laughs> you have some weird fascination I about do, the I perfect makes brightness. It awkward every time. <laughs> 
I need right our studio technician here to help me with this. I know, Clay. Clay you and Clay when would, it comes to bananas. He would be backing me about this situation with yes. the banana. Where is Clay anyway? All right, well, let's we'll, we'll, we'll find out where Clay's banana is here. Yeah. So. <laughs> Juan Carlos Bautista wants to improve his consistency. Um, I'll skip down to Bob Betschel. He wants to to regrip his ball retriever. See, those are goals <laughs> I can get behind. Do you even know what, why that's funny, Jennifer? No, I don't. <laughs> I didn't think so. I, I, that's why I had to ask. Hmm. Do you know what a ball retriever is? Yes, okay. I do. <laughs> that means he uses it a lot. Yeah, to get it, the, the, so golf, the, the ball out the of the water. The grip is worn out, and so he needs to get it regripped. Thank you. So it's very humorous. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be part of her how to improve your golf game yeah. in 2020 later. Oh, my goodness. Um, and then I'll do one more since you guys are just mocking me. Tony McGrath wants to uh, have time to play more than just five times a year. You forgot Rick Hamlin, who wants to score. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should we leave it at that? Was yes. it Rick Hamlin or was his first name Daniel? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, I like your style, buddy. Yes. Yeah. And with that, we'll introduce Angie Dixon, the executive director for the First Tee of Greater Sacramento. She has been a Sacramento resident forever, a graduate of our own junior programs here at Hagen Oaks, and we are thrilled to have her talk about what's going on nationally and regionally in junior programming. Welcome, Ange. Hello. We're so Great happy. To be here. Yeah, we're so happy you're here. We've known you for a little while. Um, you were officially on my first date with Ken. Yes. Okay. I was too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Clearly she's more happy about Angie. I was going to say, so, yeah. like, I'm purposely not mentioning that because yeah. I almost did date Ken a second time. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, let's dive in. Let's ask some questions. So Angie, first tea, give a listener who may be somewhat familiar with the name, but kind of not the mission, kind of what they're trying to do nationally. Uh, well, we are part of the First Tee here in Sacramento. We're one of 160 chapters. Okay. Um, we teach life skills and core values through golf. So we have uh, programs at 88 area elementary schools in town, uh, 12 different golf course locations. And um, we reach a little over 54,000 young people every year in Sacramento. So um, super fun. They learn um, all kinds of things. Our, our core values, honesty, integrity, respect, dis uh, confidence, responsibility. Um, and then they also learn life skills like how to introduce yourself, goal setting, uh, appreciating diversity, setting goals. So I'm going to just <coughs> dive into that for a moment because uh, all three of our boys so far, I guess Heather has too, but not so much, uh, have gone through some of the first tee programs. Mm -hmm. None of them are golfers per se, sure. um, but they have gone through the programs. And the life skills aspects, as well as the core values, mm -hmm. are by far the parts that they've gotten the most um, value um, sure. from more than anything. Uh, my kids to this day talk about how those are the pieces that have helped them in job interviews, mm -hmm. have helped them with scholarship uh, sure. interviews, have helped them with basically life. Yeah. Because I feel, and 
I don't mean to like get political or anything, but I feel that kids today, a lot of kids today, really are lacking a lot of those life mm -hmm. skills that I believe uh, the first T really does sure. help provide. I mean, we're intentional about that. We're, we're getting young people kind of off their phones and outdoors and socially engaged with others, um, you know, in a fun environment. And golf is the hook. That's the way we get the kids interested. And um, they really enjoy the game um, and, and a lot of fun activities involved with it. So it's, it's not just like standing there hitting ball after ball or waiting in line to go. Um, the coaches are trained so well to be just um, – really purposeful and making sure that the kids are having a great time while they're learning so um you know i i one of the, my favorite things about the program is the kids coming out on the tail end and we have our scholarship interviews and we see these kids that started out just super shy and couldn't even hardly speak and they're they're talking at the scholarship interviews and we've got board members in there and they're just like wow these kids are amazing um We've had two young ladies go and speak in front of Congress at National Golf Day. So I would say the program definitely um, builds confidence. Um, it gives them skills that they can take with them. And our curriculum is intentional around that. So our Eagle and Ace class, which they get to later on, actually what? prepares them for college. And so interviews. tell us more about that. What, yeah. are, what are the Eagle and Ace certifications so um, you start out at player level with the first tee everyone starts there and they learn our nine core values and then you move to par um, and in the par level you learn things like how to introduce yourself um, meeting greeting different different skills within there staying positive then you move to birdie which is all about goal setting so okay so I'm gonna stop you there for yeah. a moment staying positive now we the school that my kids go to mm -hmm. has had such a difficult time in the last four or five years in that every year in the last six years um four of those years that i can think of we've had a suicide mm -hmm. um because i believe there's so much pressure on kids these days mm -hmm. uh and there's so much negativity i feel coming on these children sure. um, with social media with so much just you know thrown at them mm -hmm. this ability to stay positive is so difficult in this day and age mm -hmm. that this being something that you guys are actively teaching um, right. these juniors is potentially life-changing yeah we, we teach it we teach it around the four R's which is a it's a reframing so you, you have something that happens and then you relax you get ready you replay what you want it to go and then you redo it so it's kind of this this thing and it's actually taught as it as a pre-shot routine or a through shot routine in golf but then it's translated so that's the neat thing about the first T is the the bridging to life and to school so we we teach a lot of things around golf but then we say, hey, how could you use this at home? How could you use this at school? How could you use this with your friends? Um, so definitely, I, I think another thing about the first tee is that we have caring adults. That's a big, um, a big focus for us is that our coaches are all caring adults and they're folks that um, the kids can reach out to if they are struggling. So, um, but back to your question about kind of moving through. So yeah. after the birdie level, um, they go to Eagle and Ace and that's where most of our teens are. So. A lot of the teens are at that level, and um, they are actually filling out, they're doing college searches and kind of checking 
what colleges match them. They're doing little personality tests to see what, what matches up with them. They're doing um, job interviews, sample job interviews with people we'll connect them with and career searches. So it's actually pretty comprehensive. I know our particular chapter has some other things going on with uh, programs for kids with, and not even kids, but folks with special needs, mm -hmm. and then tours also. Maybe yeah. give a little background on both of those two things. Sure. Well, you know, golf is a game that is outstanding for people with disabilities. So um, the core strength needed and, and some of the, the things that, that you're doing actually help the synapses fire. So there, there are things that actually... Um, within it, there's been research done. I'm not an expert on this, but um, that basically they see improvement by the, the physical activity of golf in and of itself. But also, um, the ball's not moving. There's no one coming at you. Um, you can go at your own speed. Um, so we have, we have an adaptive PE program for um, kids in high school that come for their PE classes. Um, some of them are in wheelchairs, walkers, um, physical and mental uh, disabilities. Um, out, out here right at Hagen Oaks and at Bing Maloney, we have the California Eagles program. Um, and that's for golfers of all ages, athletes of all ages to come out and different skill levels or groups. Some of them go out and play on the course and some are kind of just at the putting green. Um, many of those folks have Down syndrome. Um, You've had a couple of gold and national gold medal yeah, winners come out of that absolutely. program in the Special Olympic Games, too. Yeah, and you know the program started right here in 1984, I believe, 1985. Um, I volunteered in that program in high school, and so some of I. the people are yeah. still in the program today that were there in high school and just see and remember you like it was yesterday. Um, definitely a special group and super fun. Um, really neat for us to have those programs. We also started an L's for Autism program this year, um, partnering with Ernie L's and uh, have seen a lot of success with that. They've got um, really some proven methods around autism um, as far as different ways to set the class up. Um, they do high fives and different things that kind of engage them in a different way. And we've seen just super social results from these kids. Um, their parents are saying it's just incredible once they've gone through the class. So um, yeah, definitely have those. And then our competitive tour, um, that's been going um, since 1997. Um, and we have a little over 300 kids that play right here in town at uh, 25 area golf courses. And uh, it's for kids under, that can break 100, basically. Uh, they're age 12 to 19 and uh, super fun. It's a really neat, in, in, it's a really neat program because they get to actually put the life skills and core values to test in a competitive um, environment. Well, and a lot of the private <laughs> country clubs that are, you know, fairly um, uh, exclusive mm -hmm. open their doors wide open for you yeah. guys, and it gives them a chance to play some facilities that they would never have the opportunity to oh, play yeah. otherwise. We, they play Serrano, Del Paso, Rancho Marietta, Sierra View, Northridge. They've played a lot of courses around town. So. Yeah. So I have, a, I have a question for you. So the first tee, you're talking Greater Sacramento. The first tee is a national mm -hmm. program. We also have international listeners. Is there an international They They level? have started some chapters internationally. So okay. the best way to find out about a chapter near you is to visit thefirsttee.org. Okay. And then that you can just plug in your zip code and it'll let you know the closest chapter to you. Okay. And then our programs for June. Now, what age levels uh, for kids are there programs well, for? Well, here in Sacramento, we start at three years old, <clears throat> right here at Hagen Oaks, the Tots on the T program, which is 
super fun. It is a hoot. (laughs) Yes. We had our daughters start at three, which is pretty fun. And so um, they start at three years old and go all the way to their first uh, day of college or 19th birthday. Is that that average? I mean, are there programs Uh, all across the country with that? We have a true farm system here, um, you know, really started by Ken Morton Sr. initially and just kind of the the mindset of that and moving kids all the way through and giving them a next step opportunity every time that they they pass something. So, oh, you came to a little a camp. Well, now you might want to do after school programs. Oh, well, you're in after school programs. You might now want to do a play league Um, and now you might want to be on the junior tour. So we actually are a little different here in that. Several chapters um, do an outstanding job of, of those type of things. I'd say the majority of kids in, in the first two programs are probably like 8 to 12 or 13. Okay. Um, yeah. You might touch on, since we do have such an amazing farm program for the first year of Sacramento, what's one of the ultimate things that a lot of the teenage kids strive for mm-hmm. in, in September every year yeah. at Pebble Beach? So the Pure Insurance <laughs> Championship at Pebble Beach, formerly known the First Tee Open. Um, it's an amazing experience for the kids to go and play with a Champions Tour player at Pebble. And um, our chapter has been just super successful in that. We've worked really hard with the kids to, to prepare them. Um, you know, like you said, having them, they go through interviews, we have interview prep. We, mm-hmm. we have a time where we all, we look at the applications and everybody says, these are the things that are um, encouraged on this. You need to be working on your community service because this is a thing. And so kind of preparing them ahead of time um, because, you know, we have a bus trip that goes there every year and a lot of the kids that go on the bus trip are like, I want to come back and play in this tournament. So um, we have actually had the most kids play in that tournament every year since inception of any wow. other chapter. That's very cool. So, and you, I mean, you guys can talk personally about mm-hmm. what it means to a kid sure. to spend those, you know, three, four days down yeah. there. Yeah, our daughter race, Emily so. got an opportunity to go, which was just Yeah, I mean, what, what did that weekend mean to her? I mean, just... Well, I would just say, first of all, she's... Angie was talking about kids that are shy. I mean, Emily was very afraid for lack of a better word to to say hi to anyone to shake someone's hand to look them in the eye she learned all those skills being in the first tee program eventually writing the essay necessary to to even get to the interview process having your golf game at that level to be able to play and she did fantastically well in the interview Mm -hmm. and she was chosen or selected to be well and also like I think she was surprised at all the things she had done. Right. You know, she'd gone on missions trips, and she'd done volunteering here, and she'd helped in the nursery at church, and she'd helped in this program and that program. And she like helped list, Kelly Eagles, too. She helped yeah. Kelly Eagles. She listed and, the whole thing out, and it was like, oh, wow. You know, it kind of felt like a really big accomplishment. And that really, alone gives her lots of confidence. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, totally. And then it actually helped her with future applications for all kinds of things because she had everything all documented. Yeah. And the so, week was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. was. Who was she paired with? I just forgot yeah. his name. Craig Perry. Yeah, there Craig you go. Perry. Okay. I yeah. can picture him. Yeah. From Australia. Awesome gentleman. His whole family was there that week. Um, he'd been a, you know, multi-winner on the PGA Tour and had taken, basically, I think it was 10 years off. He retired from the PGA Tour in 2006 uh, to go back and raise his family because they were all teens and younger and then now they were all in their early 20s when we saw him he decided to go back because he had exemption on the senior or the champions tour for a couple of years and so yeah he was 
super, he was very, very kind, very supportive of Emily. His family walked mm-hmm. around to them, and, and we just met them all, and they were just wonderful people. There's some so. good parallels there with him taking off that time and being yeah. with family and then coming back and yep. playing in an yeah. event like that, yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think a really cool thing about the first tee is that you're not only preparing kids in the game of golf and teaching them those skills. You truly are teaching them life skills oh, yeah. and teaching them to be um, uh, the skills that are going to benefit them as as adults and giving them the confidence uh, to make it um, in their futures. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the focus for us. That's that's the reason we do what we do every day. You've had um, some big success stories come out of our program right here. Yeah. Maybe mention a couple of them. Um, I would say Kristen Redhorse is a, is a success story for yeah. us. She um, really wasn't even that great of a golfer, um, and uh, she became a better golfer as she, as she went through the program, but she ended up with a full scholarship to NYU um, because of her time with the First Tee and through a First Tee scholarship offered nationally, um, became a producer with ABC and super successful. Um, Noor Ahmed is another young lady who just um, you know, started off super shy and was actually bullied quite a bit as, as we learned later and um, really developed some great relationships with our, our staff here, our chapter team and um, helped her grow and boy that young lady just gave back she's been in golf digest she's done all kinds of things she went yeah. to university of nebraska she was um, one of the ones spoke that in front of congress yeah, both of those two of young ladies did um you know cameron champ obviously he's a huge success story i couldn't be more proud of him for the young man that he is yeah. i mean he yeah obviously he's a pga tour champion now but um you know he is a great young man just super respectful caring kind um definitely grew up right through the program started with us at eight years old um played with us all the way through and um learned learned a few things uh, yeah. won the first tee open at pebble beach um when he was there had a great experience with his grandpa there on the bag caddying so yeah some there's there's a few um, there's quite a few. Yeah, um, over the years, there's been had to have been a couple hundred college scholarships for kids going oh, through yeah. there. I mean, if not more. Yes, absolutely. And you know, with with the first tee, and then also Morton Golf Foundation um, gives scholarships here locally. So we give scholarships to to kids to get them kind of started in their first year. Um, but then also the kids who've gone through the program have earned college scholarships through golf and scholastically as well um, from the colleges. So yeah. If you have a child who's, you know, just kind of getting, finding their way through elementary school, how would you recommend them getting connected with uh, their local First Tee chapter and, and kind of getting their kid embedded into the program? Well, you can just visit thefirsttee.org. It will tell you all the program locations that are near you, and um, you sign up directly from the location. So if Empire Ranch is the closest one to you and you want to go out there, you go for that. If you're here at Hagen Oaks or... Wood Creek or Diamond Oaks in Roseville. We've got Emerald Lakes, um, Wild Hawk out in um, uh, Elk Grove. So, you know, really the, the whole, all the bases are covered. But um, if you click on that, there's a link to the website and the junior programs at every course. Um, the camps are great in the summer as a way to kind of get kids exposed. 
Um, but the after-school programming is outstanding because it's something that's regular and they can come each week and kind of, um, you know, either once or twice or three times a week, they can kind of pick what they'd like to do. But um, it's really a chance to kind of, you know, have it be a little more regular, a little more routine. Sure. As we look ahead, what's kind of uh, in the future for the first tee nationally? Uh, kind of what kind of things are on the horizon for them? Well, nationally with the first tee, they're looking at a whole new brand um, for this wow. next year. So the first tee celebrated 20 years and um, just recently here in uh, 2019. And so now they're saying, well, um, what's next? And so, you know, maybe the same logo that um, you all knew and loved for 20 years isn't kind of the same logo. Um, I don't think it's anything drastic, um, but even, you know, Coke and McDonald's and all of these things have changed over time. Um, Apple, they were kind of showing us some progressions of logos and brands. So there's going to be a few things like that happening. Um, there's also a curriculum update to kind of take into consideration a little bit more of use of technology and the ability of what's available um, to be able to use. Um, still definitely all about getting them active and outdoors though, um, but some of that will be incorporated. So um, definitely the Pure Insurance Championship is still happening and super exciting. Um, there's also going to be a new national championship um, for first tee players as well, so we're excited to hear about more about that this year. That's great. Yeah, that's super exciting. Yeah. Um, if someone had a, a question or additional way uh, ways to contact you, how mm -hmm. might they do that? Uh, so the first tee, greatersacramento.org is our website, and our office number is 916-486-6220. All right. Angie, we would like to thank you so much for being our guest today. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and no embarrassing questions from these guys who've known me since I was 16 years old. Yeah. This is pretty awesome. Not yet. Next oh. time you're on. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. 16, Kenny's known you long before. Well, actually, that's right. <laughs> yeah. This is true. Kenny and I met when we were 11. Yes. So. A long time ago, back yeah. when things were black and white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. We have a lot of a lot of memories uh, between the four of us. So yeah. uh, we are going to take a quick pause to uh, hear a word from our sponsor, Morton Golf Sales. And after that, we are going to be back with the Jack Bergeroni experience. Hey, Bill here. I wanted to pause real quick to thank our sponsor, MortonGolfSales.com. Morton Golf Sales is the number one online retailer for all your golfing needs. From the newest clubs on the market to the classics that you can't find anywhere else, Morton Golf Sales has the best products and customer service at the lowest possible prices. Want to check out their huge online inventory of clubs, clothing, golf balls, accessories, and save 12% on your first order? Just use coupon code ROCKETS at checkout on mortongolfsales.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Now, back to the show. Mom's Beef Hash has a first name. It's from a can we see. But we all have another name. We call it untasty. We hate to eat it every day. And but if you, you ask us why, we'll say... Cause mama's hash tastes like trash and we should feed it to the dog. Welcome to the Jack Burgeroni Experience. Welcome back to Jack Burgeroni Experience. And yes, go ahead. 
No, I'm not going to tell it's anyone. It's 2020. To... Yeah. You promised. We've been doing this for like a whole year already, practically, and no one knows what the heck a Jack Burgeroni is. No one's asked. Okay. All right. Wow. Someone please ask so that we can unveil the secret recipe to what makes Jack Burgeroni super cool. Okay. Uh, okay. It's 2020. Goal setting. We all have goals. We all want to get them achieved, right? Yes. Let's talk through how to do that. I think lots of people want to lower their score, um, and they're like, how do I actually do that? Because I think everyone sets goals. Most people uh, fail at achieving those goals, which I'm sorry, but that's a fact, right? It's kind of sad. Yeah. Well. Way to bring people down, yeah. most of you out there. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer clearly has no faith yeah. in your goals out there, folks. I do have faith. I thought we should talk through how you can set goals, how you can achieve those goals, and with you guys here to help us, we are going to have just the best year ever. Okay. Fabulous, right. right? Let's hear it. All right. Yeah. Because you said you had the, the secret. I have the All secret. Right. Okay. Secret sauce right here. Secret sauce. One, set measurable goals. All right? Okay. Okay. Achievable, measurable success. So, don't go out and go, I want to lower my score. That's not going to... That's not going to do anything. Um, so this is a conversation. You guys need to like oh. join in. So okay. how, what would be a good goal to set for uh, 2020 if you want to lower your score? Um, would it be I want to go lower my score or would it be I want to shave um, five strokes off my putting in 2020? Or I want to add five yards on my drive. I mean, what what is a good goal to, to set when you're going out there um, for twenty for for goal setting? Well, here at work, we set what we call wigs. They're wildly important goals, and I think what you're talking about is just that. It's you know that you want to move your average putting strokes per round, maybe from thirty five <laughs> to thirty three or thirty five to thirty two, and and that's the goal. <clears throat> They need to be measurable. They need to be measurable. Yes. And and typically by score or by yardage or dispersion or or fairways hit, whatever that is, it's something that you can you can measure. And they need to be. And ideally, you're going to have short term goals, middle, like medium goals, long term goals, etc. Yeah. Um, And you should have your goals be um, um, stuff that's measurable, stuff that you can um, that are realistic, stuff that you can achieve, and you need to have basically a roadmap on how you're going to achieve that. Yeah, and for us, I, you know, we again work, we, we, we call them lead measures. So it's all the things that you're going to uh, have, and you know, if the, if the goal is that you're gonna, you know, reduce your average putts per round, you know, by three, uh, by three strokes round, what are the things that you're going to implement either in your daily, weekly, or monthly behavior that are going to actually cause you to do that? And that might be, you know, committing 15 minutes a day to, you know, putting in the office or, you know, going out before, you know, carving out an extra 15 or 20 minutes before the round to actually practice on your putting. It could be, you know, finding 10 new drills that you're going to do. But whatever those are, it might be three to five things that you're going to work on consistently that you believe that if you do those are actually going to achieve the goal. And I'm going to talk through this um, since I don't play the golf, but I'm going to talk through it on how... Play the golf. Play the golf. Okay. <laughs> on, for me, on losing the weight, losing the weight, playing the golf on what was successful for me, which was not here's 15 different things 
on on to get from point A to point Z. Um, but like for me, step one was um, uh, tracking all the food that I was eating. So maybe you go out and with a uh, yardage book or something and you just start writing down like how you're shooting um, um, every every shot on on a hole so you can get an idea. I know when you grew up, your your scorecard, you would have, you know, yeah, we lots definitely. of additional detail right. in addition to score. Whatever the score was on the hole, and we also talked about, first of all, how many putts you took on that particular green. Um, we, would, we, could, we would document sometimes if you missed the fairway, did you miss it left, did you miss it right? Sometimes I'd even put what the yardage was on the second shot, did we miss the green, did you get up and down? All those kind of things. So, yeah, yeah, C&Ds potentially. Yep. Yep. So you're keeping statistics a little bit. Because knowledge is power. And yeah. you might think that you're doing something, but when you actually start writing down and getting that knowledge and that information, you might find out that it's completely different from what you actually think that it is. Yeah. So that, for me, was step one, is just starting to get an idea of what you're currently doing. Um, then for me, step two <coughs> is starting to make little changes and the other thing for me was I've never gone into, like my big goal is 110 pounds, which like I said, I haven't made yet. I've always made it five pounds. So anytime anyone's like, well, how much weight are you trying to lose? It's always just been five pounds because that is an attainable goal. Um, you know, so if, like you're just starting golf, you know, wanting to become a, a you know, a zero handicap you know that is not an attainable goal for people but if you want to shave five strokes off your off your game that is attainable that is something either you can do on your own or that's something you can um, deal with a um, a teaching pro I went to a nutritionist to to get some um, some real um, advice um, which I think is also important going and and getting actual tools to help you um, uh, so that you know get real knowledge uh, to move forward with your goals um, and then figuring out what a step is and then building on those steps so that you have just a foundation and building blocks so let's say you have a big long-term goal of wanting to achieve something maybe in january that goal is uh three days a week you're going to go out and you're going to putt for 15 minutes um a day and then once you've gotten that in your routine and you're like okay I, i'm doing this uh maybe the next month you're doing that circle um uh trick what is it can one of you explain what that what that goal what that well it's placing you know eight <clears throat> to twelve balls around a hole at a certain distance and not going to a longer distance until you make a hundred percent of right. that particular putt so that is that is an achievable attainable that's a goal i yeah. mean that's a thing and so once you you're doing that once you're getting that done that's the point that you're building on and getting a secondary um Thing into your game uh, to help your to help your golf game. So you're talking about lead measures, which is a similar thing. I mean, it doesn't matter what your goal is. These are the same type of, of lead measures. These are the same type of stats that you would do to achieve lowering your score, losing weight, you know, whatever it is that you want to achieve in your life. 
I know your your oldest daughter played golf at a very high level, number one on her girls' high school team, and played some college golf. What kind of kind of planning did you do with her as you were doing, you know, goal objectives with her with her golf game? Yeah, well, and like Jennifer was saying, we had um, Em actually was uh, taking golf lessons and instruction from Tom, your brother, yeah, uh, who's an amazing teacher and great player himself, and so he helped. Uh, set some those type of goals for her and um, you know again recognizing when we're looking at where she was losing her strokes found out a lot of times it was when she would miss the green she's not getting up and down at a high percentage and so that's where the focus became working on pitch shots working on chip shots um, you know that was where her because she could hit the ball pretty far and pretty straight yeah uh, you know since she was young and but again it was around the green just the inconsistency pretty good putter too she was but just the chipping and pitching a lot of her peers would get up and down 90% of the time and she was probably only 50% of the time so um, there was a period of time where Tom was focusing on it with her and that's where Emily would go out to the academy holes and just work strictly on short game chipping pitching um, and it, it dramatically improved uh, uh, from one summer into her high school uh, you know, I guess I don't want to say career, but her the high school team and, and playing, um, she did she did super well the following fall. So. Yeah, and I'd say that goes for the lion's share of the golfers out there. We you know we yeah. all like hitting balls on the driving range, and we you know before you play, you usually go out and putt, but very rarely are we practicing our pitching and chipping, right. and that's where a ton of uh, strokes, strokes can be saved. Be saved. Yeah. yeah, and I also want to say that. These type of ways that we're talking about these, these lead measures, doing one thing, making that sort of a routine. Um, you know, for me, uh, making something where it becomes just part of my routine before adding the next step. Um, I try not to look at, you know, what I try to do personally as a diet, but more as a lifestyle change because what you're trying to do is you're just trying to build these as new um, parts of your routine as just new parts of your life to make them um, uh, just habits habits yeah right. you're trying to make them habits so that they're sustainable so that they're um, part of your life so that they are then successful for you uh, and I think that is how you achieve success in the long term yep. would you guys agree with that Absolutely. yeah so another point is I don't think it's wrong to look towards your friends or playing partners to help you as you go to achieve your goals. Because I think one, as you're starting to achieve success or as you're looking to improve, asking for friends um, who, maybe be, who maybe are a little bit better than you or who you know are also looking to improve to maybe join you um, to achieve this because I think um, being with other people is also help m uh, motivate you. Yeah, well, I mean, you want to look to those, you know, if, if, they're, if the best putter in your foursome, uh, what is he doing to be such yeah. a good putter and, and, you know, using those methods that he's doing oh, behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also you can use your the players in your group as really a good measuring stick. I mean, if you're How wanting... So? Well, if you're wanting to hit it farther and you're, you know, you set up these lead measures of stretching and weightlifting and, you know, hitting more shots out on the driving range and uh, working on flexibility and all those different things, um, 
you're going to be able to tell over the course of a few rounds whether that's working and you know a lot of times you think you're hitting it farther but if you go from hitting it 10 yards behind the longest hitter in your foursome to actually hitting it by him man that is a great great yeah. feeling yeah. and they'll be probably pleasantly uns or un unsurprised <laughs> yeah. or surprised but unpleasantly yeah yeah too, if you as you start taking their money too so yeah for sure yeah all right, that's my t or that's my thoughts. I mean, do you guys have anything to add, no, or what am I missing there? At the very, uh, we, we really wish all of our listeners and, and watchers out there the uh, the best of twenty twenties and and getting all they want out of their golf games. Yeah, for sure, or whatever goal you're setting if yep. you have a New Year's resolution. Yeah, and mine really wasn't getting in the Jetsons won't be all out front. I know that that's not actually there and it's not going to happen. So it's not. No, oh. so I'm sorry. Okay. Do you have an actual New Year's resolution? No, I am, no. I just, I'm kind of like you. I, I, I lost about 50 pounds between 2018 and 2019. and He looks really good. I had, I had no goals, no lead measures, no nothing. I just did it. And uh, And you've kept it off really well. Yeah, pretty pretty well. I need to lose more. No, seriously. I, I could get a little more fit and a little more healthy for 2020. So that will be a goal of mine. Excellent. Yeah. We would love to hear what your guys' New Year's resolutions are. Do you do you make any? Do you keep any? And have you kept any? Um, and we would like to thank you for watching us. Uh, however you watch us, if it's on uh, podcasts, if you're watching us on YouTube. And we invite you to join us next week for our next episode of Hazel Rockets. Until then, take care, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.